What's up guys? Today's topic is cheat meals. So I'm a big fan of cheat meals. I'm sure everybody is. Um, but I'm going to talk about how I utilize cheat meals in my plan and how my coach has me follow cheat meals and past coaches, how they feel about it, where they place it, the difference um, in where they place it uh, from coach to coach, and just my opinion on people having cheat meals because there's I've seen a couple things like certain coaches you guys might not be familiar with a coach named Patrick Tor but he is like for example super strict no cheat meals the whole entire prep or off season I'm pretty sure um, and he's just not a fan of them and then you have other people who are a fan like I know John Meadows was big on, not big on cheat meals, but he was all for having a cheat meal every week, I think. So there's different ways to do it. Um, I'll go into whether or not I think it makes a difference if one person has a cheat meal every week and then the other person doesn't, and who might benefit from having cheat meals somewhat consistently in their cut um, obviously in a bulk, I've, I had a cheat meal like every night, so we're not going to really get into that, but as far as a cut, that's what I'm going to talk about and go over. So hopefully you guys can, hopefully I can ease some of your stress for the people that think that one meal is going to completely, you know, derail you off of your getting shreddedness. Sponsored by Within You Brand, Mark Bell's brand. It's an amazing company. They have the Steak Shake, which I'm sure a lot of you know. I think it's the best-selling product. I use the Steak Shake. They also have whey, orange flavor, chocolate, and vanilla. It's super fine. It mixes super well. We also have hydration. We have seasonings for your meat that have beef, kidney, liver, organ, all that good stuff, just like the Steak Shake. These are amazing for gym performance. Having more electrolytes allows you to contract the muscle more, it keeps you fuller, you get a good pump. So check them out if you're interested in any of their products. Use code Kenny10 to save money. All right, one more sponsorship. We have Pride Foods. There's a ton of bodybuilders sponsored by this company. Um, they have cream of rice that's not in the orange box. They have way better flavors, tons of variety blueberry, chocolate, coconut, a ton of stuff. So go check them out. They have way less iron than the orange box. So we know that iron is not great for you. So the iron is super low. It digests super well, it's super consistent. They also have white rice, um, which is organic. And the owner knows the people that pick it from their farm. So super clean. Super consistent, just like the cream of rice. And they also have almond butter, which is amazing to put on anything, in your oats, in your cream of rice, even on your chicken sometimes, or in a shake. They have brown sugar, chocolate, and honey. So go check those out. If you want to save money, use code ANABOLIC10 to get it for cheap and help support the channel. Cheat meals, or 
free meals or a refeed or um, I know I can't remember who treat meals. I don't call it a treat meal. Um, I definitely call it a cheat meal because um, you're not eating those foods every day. It's not technically, it's really just not in your plan. It's You're cheating on your diet, but there's usually a reason for it. Um, and to me, the difference between a cheat meal and a refeed, even though my current coach, Trevor, has me... He calls it a refeed, which I'm new to. I usually, every coach I've had calls it a cheat meal. Um, but refeed sounds a little bit better mentally. It makes me feel like I'm refeeding my body and my muscles. So I've been using refeed as of lately, but normally I'd call it a cheat meal. But I'm going to get into why I have cheat meals, when they're appropriate, um, whether or not I think you should incorporate them into your diet and where they, yeah, just really where they can benefit somebody in a cut, in a deficit. So we'll get into that. Um, first, in my opinion, the difference between a cheat meal and a refeed is I've had past coaches like John Heck who got coached by Justin Harris. If you guys don't know who Justin Harris is, I highly recommend you go check all of his stuff out. Um, I think his supplement company's Field Rations. Um, he's coached a ton of guys. He put carb cycling on the map. He's the guy who got Dave Tate shredded, um, who's a powerlifter, elite FTS. And I, I really, I'm not doing it currently. I just have a training day diet and an off day diet. But before I got a new coach who I'm with now, I did carb cycling before I even hired John. I was researching um, Justin Harris and doing the carb cycling, the low, medium, and high day. And for my the people that I've helped and coached, I always give them carb cycling because that's what I know best and that's what I have the most experience with so if you don't know who that is check him out but when I worked with him he would call it a re or we had cheat meals and we had refeeds and the difference was for him was a cheat meal was something shitty like I don't know donuts cookies and a burger or something like that. Something just that you would never usually eat um, in a cut. And then a refeed, it was either a refeed day or a refeed meal. So with that, it would be like add 50 to 75 grams of carbs on top of your high carb meals. Um, but it has to be zero fat. So it was really just glycogen loading. So for example, if I had five ounces of chicken and 100 grams of carbs from white rice, he would say, add 75 grams of carbs to every single meal today, um, as long as it's zero fat. So he let me do gummy bears, any, any gummy uh, cereal that has like, like uh, Rice Krispie treats, Rice Krispie cereal, fruit, uh, not fruit loops, 
fruity pebbles, um, pie filling, which is an interesting one. Um, I think Chad Nichols, who coaches Big Rami, put that on the map because there was a certain ingredient that was like a broken down carb and it was like the thing to do back then. But that also has zero fat and it's dense in carbs. So yeah, that's what a refeed is for me. Um, it's usually just extra carbs, not necessarily a cheat meal with a bunch of extra fat. Um, but we're just gonna talk about cheat meals today. So cheat meals. I will go over kind of what I've been doing. I've been in prep for, man, I think technically I've been in prep for like six, seven weeks or something, maybe, probably longer. Um, but I pushed my show back, so I'm going to be in prep for even longer. I'm nine weeks out right now. And pretty much, aside from... I'd say the first four weeks, I've pretty much had a cheat meal or refeed most most Saturdays. So what that looks like is I'll follow my plan the whole week, my diet Monday to Friday. Saturday I have check-ins, I'll send my check-ins to Trevor and Trevor, I'll give him some feedback like, I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling tired, or I'm feeling flat. Most of the time I'm feeling flat because um, my body's just always working. I, I move a lot throughout the day. I do cardio, I train. So he'll tell me to get a refeed, which is just a cheat meal. Um, so, yeah, I would say most weeks I get a cheat meal. And there's a bunch of, I guess, controversy over whether or not that's going to mess your whole cut up or how to approach them or to even have them at all or to sprinkle them in there when it's appropriate so I would say it's appropriate when there's some signs like training performance goes down you feel flat you feel super fatigued um and I guess you could just increase your calorie, your clean food for the day. But sometimes, you know, if you know your body then, and your metabolism is just ramped up, that sometimes isn't enough to slow your body down. And you might just burn through all those clean carbs and really not get much benefit out of doing that. And you might wake up the next day and drop weight and be flat still. So, yeah, the cheat meal really is just there for some mental, a mental break to have fun, to enjoy food. And it also gives you a crazy pump when you're at a point where you're lean enough. It gives you a good pump. It sets you up to push hard the rest of the week. It gives you some energy. And it really shouldn't, it's not going to make you fat. It's not going to ruin the work you've done. I know people talk about, oh, you're going to, you know, you eat a bunch of shit and it just cancels out the, the last six days of you putting in work. I don't think that's true. Um, I think if you have a whole day of eating shitty food, then maybe. Or if you turn that one cheat meal into, 
you know, yeah, I guess a cheat day or the next day is a cheat meal and the next day and then it just turns into every night you're eating something that's not good for you. Then, yeah, you're going to start to put on fat and you're, you're going to start to go backwards. But as far as just one cheat meal a week, I don't see an issue with it. I did it my entire last prep. I had a high carb day on top of a cheat meal the whole entire prep. Um, so I don't know. I kind of know my body. I know when I should pull it, when I shouldn't. And so far it's been amazing. It's worked great. I get, I know that from Monday to Friday, I'm pushing super hard following the diet. And then Saturday is usually a refeed at the end of the night. And then Sunday, the workout is amazing. I have tons of energy. My glycogen is filled to the brim. Not that I'm that depleted right now, but it, I mean, I feel amazing in the gym. I feel strong. I feel full. The pump is crazy. Um, the workout's always amazing. So to me, I get a benefit from it and I get to eat what I want for one meal though. Not, you know, five meals in a row, not a whole entire day of eating shitty food, just one meal. And then the next day, I'm back on my cardio, I'm back to my diet, and then, yeah, by the end, you, you'll be able to gauge, you know, if you push and then refeed and push and refeed, you should be able to gauge like, okay, by the middle or the end of the week, if your weight is still up, then you probably should cut the cheat meal because the point of it is to crank up your metabolism and just give you a little bit of extra you know, dense calories to get you through the week, to have, you know, fuel training, performance, whatever you want to say. Um, but if you, if you start to notice that you're just getting heavier each week, then you shouldn't be having that refeed or cheat meal. And you should communicate that to your coach or just cut the cheat meal. So if my weight wasn't going back to baseline by the middle or the end of the week, if not lower, which it has been getting lower, I wouldn't be doing the cheat meal. I would just keep pushing until my weight is, you know, getting lower each week. So, but for me, that's what I pay attention to. The scale, I don't really care about the scale. I go off of a look. Um, obviously, I have a weight cap, so I have to kind of pay attention. It is important, but as far as I'm nine weeks out, so I'm not really too worried about it. I know I could get there when I need to, but I really just use the scale to gauge like what my body is doing and how it's responding to things like a cheat meal. So that's when it, it is super important to pay attention to the scale, I would say, is if your weight is not going down towards the end of the week or the middle even, then you know, having a cheat meal every week, you're just going to keep getting heavier and then you're going to start to go backwards and put fat on. So you, that's not what you want. Um, so I have always been a fan of them. I think for most people who like food, which I know there's a lot of people out there that absolutely love food, whatever it is. Um, I think it, it, I wouldn't even say it motivates me, but I know for a lot of people, it does mode it gives you extra motivation because you know all right if i push from this day to this day the next day i get to eat 
something that I enjoy, which is awesome. I think if it can keep anything that's going to keep you on track um, the majority of the time, I think is great. I don't think that one meal is going to just wipe out everything you've been doing for the last couple months or weeks. Um, so I have heard that a lot on like YouTube and just listening to podcasts. There's certain coaches that are a little bit extreme that'll say, why would you need like those are use those are useless calories that you're not getting any benefit from eating a burger or you know even like a steak why would you not just add more clean calories and it's not that's probably true um you could probably go with something clean and just up the carbs which i've done before but sometimes my body's in a spot where it just burns right through that. And I don't get the same benefit as having a cheat meal that's loaded with, you know, some fat and some carbs. Um, and I do think that it's more of a mental thing. So if you're going to be dieting for a long time, I don't know anybody. I mean, I'm sure there's bodybuilders out there, but I don't know anybody that wants to go on a 16, 21-week diet, even an eight-week diet, and have absolutely no food. Like, just eat the same bland food the whole entire 12 weeks. I know a ton of people have done it, but, I mean, if you can have a cheat meal once a week and look good, feel good, and, and still stay on track as far as, what your goal is then I don't see why you wouldn't because it's more of a yeah it's just more of a mental break because I know dieting gets tough doing the cardio gets tough training gets tough and if you can look forward to something and it helps why not because a lot of the time I've seen people or talk to people that try to go without a cheat meal for so long and then it just always backfires for the most part there's some people that are fucking wild and can go without a cheat meal forever but I've seen a lot of the time people will tell themselves I'm not having not one free meal and then eventually they hit a wall where they're so hungry and so tired and their cravings are so high that they end up binging all day or having a full day dedicated to eating awful foods. And that is going to cause a lot of havoc on your stomach. You're not going to be hungry the next day. And your cravings are going to be worse, actually. You are going to be hungry the next day. Ignore what I said. Um, and it's going to be awful. Because it's always the next day that your cravings are crazy. In my bulk, I've done a day where I eat whatever I want. And the next day is always so hard. Like if you go, all right, Saturday, I'm going to eat everything I want for 24 hours. And I'm going to go right back to chicken and, chicken and asparagus the next day. It is the hardest thing ever to control cravings because you just want to do it again. You get some sugar in you for that long. And then it's like your brain and your body is like, wow, I don't want this. I want donuts again or I want ice cream. I'm not going to eat chicken and asparagus all day Sunday. So 
I think it also helps with cravings, controlling them, because those get pretty bad in the cut. So to me, if you can have one meal that lowers cortisol, helps stress, helps you feel like a normal person, and is gonna help cravings, because I don't really get, personally, I don't get a ton of cravings after one meal. I can go back to my diet the next morning and be fine. But if I ever do a day or more than one meal that's loaded with fat, sugar, carbs, it is so hard to follow the plan the next day. Like the cravings are worse than what you had before you decided to get the meal. It's worse the next day. And I know a lot of you can relate to that because it's happened to me and it's awful. So for me, if I'm coaching somebody or if I'm helping somebody out or just anything, really, I, I always allow a cheat meal. When I was carb cycling, I did a low, medium, and high day. The low day was low carbs. The medium day was everything was in moderation. And the high day was a bunch of high carbs. And then the last meal was a cheat meal. So it was basically like a refeed plus a cheat meal. And the reason for that, talking about placement of where you put the cheat meal, um, that helped a lot was pushing super hard, having a high carb day, like a bunch of carbs with all my regular program meals, bumping the carbs way up, keeping the fat low. That like, it basically limited how much I could eat in that sitting. So if you, I know people do, they approach it a bunch of different ways. I'm not saying this is the right way. I'm just saying it helped me because I would eat a bunch of rice throughout the day. Then by the time I got to the cheat meal, I wasn't, I wasn't able to eat nearly as much food as I would if I placed that on a low day where I'm eating fish and vegetables for four meals and then the fifth meal is the cheat meal, you're most likely going to binge because you're hungry the whole entire day. So if you add clean food before the cheat meal and then you get to the cheat meal, it's going to be harder to do as much damage um, if you place it there. But I'm not doing carb cycling necessarily anymore. So it really has just been a baseline diet and then a cheat meal. And I don't really have a problem doing that. Um, I don't really, I just think you guys need to think about where you're gonna place the cheat meal. Um, is it gonna be consistent or are you, like there's a bunch of ways you can place it, I guess. Like you can, James Hollingshed, Hollingstead, whatever his last name is, bodybuilder from the UK, competing at the Arnold. Some of you may know him, some of you may not. But his approach was he coached himself for the most part, and he would do like anywhere from two to four days of pushing super hard and then have a cheat meal. Pushing super hard, then have a cheat meal. So he would have meals that are off plan more than once a week, I think for the most part. So. Also, just knowing your body. Are you somebody that's a hard gainer that gets 
that loses weight super easy and gets flat a lot. So I'm kind of in the middle. I wasn't really a hard gainer. I wasn't, I mean, I was skinny at one point, but I also was fat at one point. So my body's kind of in the middle. So I don't, I wouldn't take that approach, but for the people that struggle to gain weight, I would say that's something to pay attention to. You could try it in a prep or you could try it just in a cut. I'd recommend trying it in a cut before you apply it into a prep. But, you know, that also you could need more cheat meals than you even imagined, which isn't always a bad thing. You know, it might keep you full when you're already naturally lean. I know people, like I'm talking to the people that can eat whatever they want and still have abs all the time. Those people probably need either a refeed more often or a cheat meal more often. If not, they're just gonna shrivel up and if you're natural, lose muscle. I'm not saying a cheat meal is, is gonna be what keeps your muscle, but I'm saying it, it's gonna keep you fuller, it's gonna give you energy, it's gonna keep you from dropping in weight so quick during a cut. So just pay attention to your body, figure out what your body um, can handle. There's tons of different approaches to a cheat meal. There's, you could go weeks without a cheat meal and then have a cheat meal. You could program a cheat meal every week. That way it's consistent and you can see when your body is responding well to it and when it stops responding well. So I've been doing a cheat meal majority of this prep every Saturday. And like I said, if my weight doesn't go down by the middle to the end of the week, then I probably won't do it. But if I'm getting a ton of benefit from it right now, so I don't see why I would pull it because I know that my body weight would go way down. I get super flat quick. My performance in the gym would suck. And all those things would happen super quick if I pulled that out. So it's like, to me, there's benefit to it. So I'm going to keep it in until I literally have to pull it and get stage lean. But if you're somebody that struggles and always craves food, maybe it might not be the best option for you because you're going to eat it and you're going to want more most likely. So if you're somebody like that, who's maybe has more body fat than you'd like, and you have a bad relationship with food, I would probably stay away from it because I have done it that way too, where I just have no cheat meals. I just have only the meals that are in my plan and that is it. And I will say the, there's no cravings. Like once you get past the first couple weeks, there's no cravings. Um, so that there's benefits to both. I just think you need to figure out what your body type is, how you respond to these things, and the what happens after the cheat meal. Because really, the to me, the main issue is that it turns into more than one cheat meal. It turns into a binge. It turns into a cheat day. It turns into, okay, I'm going to have two, three cheat meals three days in a row. And that becomes an issue because you're going to be messing up your progress and you're, you're, you want to get to a certain goal and that's not how you get to it. So I think 
no cheat meal, you're going to have less cravings for the most part. Cheat meal, depending on who you are, you're usually going to get, you know, you're going to fill out. Mentally, you're going to feel a little bit better. You're going to get more energy the next day. Your workout's going to be good. So, and if you can stick to just that one meal, I think, why not? Um, if, if you get a bunch of benefit, then why not? But eventually you're going to have to cut it out. Like I know that I'm going to have to cut it out. The deeper I get into prep, I'm going to have to cut the cheat meal out and I'm going to be fine because I know that it's not, I'm not going to have cravings. I have a little bit of cravings right now, uh, probably because of the cheat meal. Like I know the next day I do have some cravings. It is slightly hard for me to follow the plan, but I know that I know what I want as far as my goal. So it doesn't even cross my mind to be like, oh, I'm going to have another bad meal. So that's another thing, just being mentally a little bit on top of it, being mentally strong and reminding yourself what your goal is. If your goal is to step on stage in X amount of weeks, then you have to tell yourself and just shut that off as far as like, oh, I'm, I'm craving something, so now I'm going to eat something. It's like you have to shut that off completely and remind yourself of your goal. And then it's pretty simple. When you know what you want, you know what you want to look like, you know what you want to accomplish, it's a lot easier to block those things like cravings out or the temptations out. So... That's how I approach it. That's how I do it. I'm a fan of them. Um, but I've tried both ways, and there's benefits to both. Um, do I think that you're going to get like 2% body fat lower because you, you don't have a cheat meal? No, I don't think so. That's just how I feel about it. Um, I think it's, it is to some degree about balance and how long are you going to be able to follow the plan to a T. So if you have it already programmed, then it's consistent. You can track how your body responds. You can note all of these little things that I went over. And then once your body stops responding in a positive way, you just pull it out and then you see how you respond. Maybe you replace the cheat meal with a meal that just is doubled, tripled in carbs. You know, you could do a ton of different things. So going into types of cheat meals, um, some people are super specific. I know some coaches will be like, have a cheat meal, but it's gonna be sushi. It's gonna be this amount of rolls with this on the side. Um, so some of them can be specific, but I will say from experience, choosing a cheat meal that's higher in protein is you're probably going to respond better to, and you get the benefit of having, yeah, and you get the benefit of having some protein in there. So I wouldn't recommend pizza and ice cream, even though I've seen that's pretty popular. But with that, you're just getting fats, carbs, and sugar. So I don't know. I just prefer you have 
protein in there. Like I know my last coach told me you can have whatever you want as long as there's a lean protein in there. So I do in and out or, you know, um, Mediterranean food, like a chicken and rice bowl with bread or something like that. I'm not just going to go have candy, soda, and Ben and Jerry's. I might have in and out and ice cream, but I'm going to make sure that whatever the main meal is, it has protein in it. I do think just from me observing and paying attention to my body, if I have a bunch of sugar for my cheat meal, for some reason, even if I have like a protein shake with a bunch of sugary foods, the next day I just look kind of soft and it'll go away, but I, I hold a little bit more water. I'm a little bit softer compared to if I had a burger and fries and whatever else on the side. It's just, for me, I get a different, I get a better response. And I'm sure majority of people would benefit from having a cheat meal with some protein in it. Like sushi is a good one. Burgers, um, uh, like Mediterranean food. Anything like that, it's still going to be delicious and you're still going to get your protein in. So I think you should probably pay attention to that and not just go on a spree and do donuts, ice cream, and candy, gummy bears, all that, and soda, all that type of stuff. That's just one, a ton of sugar, and you're going to crave a lot of shit the next day compared to something higher in protein like burgers, chicken and rice, something basic like that. That's why you see a lot of bodybuilders do refeeds and cheat meals with five guys or a burger place because there is a good amount of fat in there, but there's also a good amount of protein and carbs. Like five guys is, I'm, it's definitely not clean, but it's good meat and it's pretty basic fry. Like I know they fry their stuff in oil and all that, but it's potatoes, beef, and extra carbs and a little bit of fat if you get cheese. So to me, that's better than a bunch of donuts, a bunch of ice cream, a bunch of cookies, because it's just, it's also not going to digest the same, at least for me. That stuff does not sit well in my stomach compared to if I just have a burger and some fries. Like, it's just not the same. You don't get the same response. You don't get the same, like, fullness. And you just end up looking softer and craving food way more the next day. So that's one thing I would recommend. Cheat meal or not, if you decide to go with the cheat meal, I would say choose something higher in protein. Also, being on gear, I'm not exactly sure if it, if it makes a difference. I'm sure it does because you're on a PED. So I don't know... I don't want to say it makes a huge difference if you're lean, but I know for the most likely it makes a difference if you're on gear or you're on fat burners or you're just, if you're enhanced, a cheat meal is probably, you're probably going to respond better to it than if you're natural. So keep that in mind too. I am speaking to everybody, but I am open about using PEDs 
So it does make it a, a bit easier because I've had, I've been, I've dieted naturally and had cheat meals natural. And it is, I would say the main difference is it takes longer to get that water off and to get back to baseline. It takes a little bit longer when you're natural compared to when you're enhanced. It's like you get a crazy pump, which you should get a crazy pump if you're natty too, but the pump is crazy. It's a lot better. And I seem to get back to baseline pretty quick. It doesn't, I don't know. I don't want to say it doesn't do as much damage, but I will say I notice my body is able to bounce back a lot quicker and get back to where I was, if not lower compared to when I was natural. So I would say it's a little bit different. It, it definitely helps. Um, so keep that in mind. If you're natural, maybe don't go crazy. But the biggest thing is just paying attention to your body. Figuring out if you're somebody that can handle a cheat meal based off of the stuff I had talked about and whether or not it messes up your digestion or you know if it just sends you mentally into a binge I wouldn't do it because then that is gonna that is gonna mess up your cut um, if you just binge for a day or two days that's not gonna be good you're gonna have to do a lot of damage control the following week and probably lower your food so you can get back to where you were so I would keep that in mind I'm just trying to be transparent I do think that being on gear helps a little bit. So, also for the enhanced people, um, I've heard and seen a lot of people assume that every bodybuilder that has a cheat meal is using insulin, which to me never made sense because a lot of them are having like cookies and burgers with cheese. And insulin shuttles carbs, it shuttles everything. So that's why when you use insulin, you have to, it, it's pretty much zero fat. You don't want a, lot, a ton of fat because you're going to store it. You just want carbs to be stored as glycogen in the muscle. Then you get a benefit. So I used, when I was younger, I used to think like, oh, they can have this cheat meal because they're using insulin, which basically cancels out the cheat meal, which is not the case. Um, if you're lean, you're, you, you're not gonna, you don't need insulin and your body's just gonna respond better. Your insulin sensitivity is gonna be in a good spot. You're gonna be like a sponge. You're gonna absorb those calories and use them to your benefit. And I haven't used insulin this whole prep. Um, I used it a little bit in my off season, but when my last coach prescribed it to me, it was, zero fat it was pre-workout was whey protein and cereal that has zero fat and post-workout was cereal and whey with zero fat so if you're going and having donuts cookies ice cream don't use insulin there might be i only have experience with one type of insulin so i could be wrong there could be an insulin that you can have whatever you want but from my understanding you don't want to have fat really at all when you use insulin because it's going to shuttle it as fat 
in your body and you're going to store fat. Just like you store the glycogen in the muscle, you're going to store the fat in the fat cells. So I wouldn't recommend it. I know that's something a lot of people won't pay attention to and don't care because they can't relate. But for the people that have experience or are thinking about it, just understand when you use insulin, the fat needs to be like zero pretty much. So if you see bodybuilders, there's no like secret to the cheat meal. It's probably just because they're lean or they just want to have a cheat meal. But I, I can pretty much guarantee none of them are banging a bunch of insulin and then eating a bunch of fatty foods because to me that would cause more damage than just having a regular cheat meal and just being lean in a deficit. Also, where to place the cheat meal. I know I touched on that earlier in this video a little bit, but when it comes to the training part, um, I've tried both ways. A lot of coaches like Justin Harris will say, place the cheat meal on the, on the hardest day of training. Like for example, your leg day, you, the last meal of the day would be a cheat meal, which I've tried. And for me, I know he has a in-depth reason for it and it's, probably super accurate but for me I found that it doesn't really do much um, I get more benefit the, the following workout the next day so for me I would do legs Sunday and have the cheat meal Saturday because that food's going to sit in my body I'm going to absorb it and then I'm going to use all those calories the next day so that's one thing even on a high carb day I had to switch that around pretty quick because I would notice, okay, I'm not, my workouts really aren't good the day of. I'm sweating, I feel bloated, I feel tired and lethargic. So I figured, what happens if I put the hardest day of training the following day of the cheat meal or the, car, the high carb day? And that seemed to work amazing. So that's how I approach it is, I'll have the cheat meal and the following day I'll have my hardest day of training or something that I want to bring up and use those calories for and have energy for and get a good pump. So it might not always be a super hard day. It might be arms. I want to bring my arms up so I might have the cheat meal Saturday or Thursday or whatever and have the arm day Friday and get a crazy pump. I'm loaded with calories, loaded with glycogen and that seems that seemed to work best for me, not the day of. Um, but for some people, I, I know if you're super, super lean, it should work the day of. Um, you should get a benefit. But I've always had my cheat meals be the last meal of the day. So, and it's not ever post-workout. Like I've never had a post-workout cheat meal. So I'm not really, to me, it doesn't make sense to work out the day of. I'm still having my pre and post workout, you know, regular nutrition. And then the last meal is like, it's really just benefiting the following workout. So I always placed my hardest day of training or a weaker body part the next day after the cheat meal. I feel like I've got tons of benefit from doing that. So, but everybody's going to be different. You might be somebody that feels amazing the day of so that might work for you but for me it just doesn't work so I had to move things around but it really doesn't change 
anything. As long as you're getting a benefit from having those calories, then I don't see a reason with placing it wherever you want. I know some people, Nick Walker's talked about, he has a cheat meal for breakfast. Like he'll have a cheat meal in the morning and then go train. Um, so that seems to work for him. He's a big ass dude, so I'm sure that plays a huge role. But yeah, I just think being smart, paying attention to your body, paying attention to how your body responds and knowing when to throw it in there and knowing when to take it out. Because if you're just, if your weight's going up every week, then it, it's clearly not a good idea to keep having these cheat meals because you're just going to gain fat. But once you're in a good spot in your deficit, I think it could help. There's also an argument that it ramps up metabolism, which I don't know if that's true or not, or just, you know, kind of bullshit. But I feel like it does. I feel like it comes with some cravings, but it also seems to set me up and put me in a good spot. And my body seems to get fuller, more vascular. And it feels like I'm just burning through food way more efficiently. So I don't know. I'm not into the science of all this. I just pay attention to what I'm doing and just play around with different things. So that's another thing is figuring out where to place it so you don't feel shitty and you get benefit from it. All right, guys, that's enough anabolic activities for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you either try cheat meals. No, I just hope that you pay attention to your body more and figure out what your body responds to, what it likes, and I hope that your deficit goes well. If you're in a bulk, I hope that goes well. Um, leave a comment. Let me know what your favorite cheat meal is. Um, or just say anything. Even if you want to hate, that's completely fine too. Like the video. And if you're listening to audio only, leave a review. It helps a ton. We appreciate the support. We love all of you guys that listen. And if you want to see any of my cheat meals, we will video that. But let me know in the comment section if you're interested in seeing me eat my cheat meal. Um, but yeah. All right.